NewsPress.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Chrysell and Diane Duver and I are your hosts every week right here on AM 1290, repeated at 11 and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending, whose highly trained and experienced team takes great pride in helping people with home financing, offering competitive rates and a wide array of loan programs. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara, at Figueroa and Anacapa Streets, and at Montecito's Upper Village. And Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm, coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. And we can Hi, Neil. Re- how are you today? Oh, I'm good. Um, oh, first, tell everybody how, how we can be reached. Go ahead. Yes, we can be reached at uh, 805-564-1290. So, um, I, well, when is the election, by the way? I keep forgetting. <laughs> you keep forgetting. It's tomorrow. We, we're, you know, 24 hours away from, you know, actually, no, well, I guess the polls on the East Coast co- close at 8. So we're a few few more hours than 24 away from election day being right. over. But uh, I'm not nervous at all. Are you? (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. So we have a great guest with us today. We have Joe Parker, who's a realtor with the Santa Barbara Group at Berkshire Hathaway to tell us all about the real estate market locally, which is very exciting. So thanks so much for being with us, Joe, today. We appreciate you being here. Great to be here, as always. Thank you. Um, So uh, the first article is from Sunday's Wall Street Journal, and um, it's entitled Gold Bonds Fail to Protect Investors. Investors found few places to hide when stocks tumble last week, uh, illustrating the limitations of traditional havens following a run-up in prices. Uh, The only thing that protected you was cash, and both treasuries and gold, which are typically used as a hedge, did not work. And it, the article goes through the reasons. Uh, and I, I think we've done this already with treasuries, but once again, treasuries are so have yields that are so low. Uh, there's really not much that can uh, v- uh, cause them to go up uh, short of uh, uh, an interest rate increase, which is not happening. And so because of the lack of uh, opportunity in treasuries, they were absolutely no help. And uh, gold uh, has several problems, one of which is that gold is priced in dollars. And the dollar went up, which made uh, gold more expensive. And gold also tends to sell based upon inflation expectations, and, expl- and inflation expectations have actually been falling. Uh, so uh, both gold and bonds uh, fail to help the investors uh, during last week's fall. Well, and what's interesting is so many people want to own gold. And, and when you own gold in a, in a non-physical way, meaning you don't have a bar of gold at home, it's very different than owning that bar of gold at home. When you own it on an exchange, there are lots of pitfalls that you need to be aware of, such as it needs to be backed by actually real gold. Oftentimes, there are derivatives that trade on gold that don't actually own the gold. And so if you are interested in gold, though 
based upon that article, it doesn't seem like a good idea as it's not protecting you on the downside, which is why you would actually own gold. Then you want to make sure what you're investing in is actually backed by the bullion. You know, it's uh, this is not in the article, but some investors are avoiding gold and using Bitcoin, which um, is, I think, a very, very uh, risky strategy, which leads us into the second article today, which is from the Weekend Wall Street Journal as well. And um, it's really, I'm not making this up. This this article is really very, very wild. Um, there's a company called MicroStrategy, which is a public company uh, that has a half a billion dollars in cash sitting around. And uh, nothing's been really going on in the company. The company has not done very well. So what the company's CEO did is he invested almost all of his cash in Bitcoin. And with Bitcoin going up, uh, he is benefiting from uh, the, uh, the speculative nature of Bitcoin, which uh, to me is completely insane. And this article is... Uh, from our favorite uh, writer, uh, Jason Swag, and uh, uh, he is uh, just as perplexed as I am. And uh, what you know, it really does bring to f the fore is the the, the old Graham and Dodd uh, rule: is that if you can't uh, invest for the in your company and do better than your shareholders, you should return this, the excess cash to the shareholders. And this company obviously doesn't want to do that. So what they're doing is speculating with the shareholders money, which makes this company really more like a hedge fund than an industrial company. That is frightening and, yeah. and very um, not, it, it certainly isn't um, acting with a fiduciary uh, standard for the investors money. That's for sure. Uh, the next one is entitled The Tax-Free Way to Pay for Medical Needs. And it's talking about HSAs, which um, are separate from, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, the other qualified uh, flex benefit programs. And they uh, basically provide an opportunity to uh, take uh, uh, pre-tax dollars and put them in a, a tax-free savings accounts and use it for medical expenses. And the only caveat is you need to have a high deductible medical plan in order to qualify. But what makes these unique and people don't realize it, if you don't need the money right away for medical needs, you can put it in a uh, similar to your 401k, you can actually invest the money. You can invest the money. They're actually great vehicles um, it, you know, for those high deductible plans. It means your premiums are less. You're able to put away um, dollars into this tax-free vehicle for younger employers or employees rather that have it. Oftentimes they don't even spend the deductible in medical costs that year. And you can have that, that pre-tax medical expenses. So for your co-pays, for your x-rays for whatever you might need. It also extends to, to dental. And when you have that, you can build up that money and take it with you through retirement and beyond. At, at some point, you can even convert it to a, a traditional IRA. How many of your clients, uh, when they come in the front door, have these plans that could qualify for them? Not very many because um, most most of uh, of the people that I'm working with are business owners and they provide a plan for their employees as well. 
and they aren't choosing the high deductible plan. So HSAs have been around, I want to say, since the early 2000s. And they are a vehicle. Um, most of the time, it's, it benefits you more as you're working and making a higher income than to wait until retirement where you're in that lower income bracket. But either way, the money is definitely well, uh, you get a tax you get a tax benefit for paying for your otherwise post-tax dollars that you'd pay for medical. Um, UPS is offering a rainy day savings plan. This is in the New York Times, where they're giving employees the options to divert a portion of their paychecks into a rainy day fund within their 401k plans. The, the problem is that it's being done after taxes. And for those that need a rainy day fund more than those that don't probably don't have the ability to withhold some of their inc current income. So I'm, I'm not confused. So what they're doing is they're enabling their employees to divert, let's say they want to fully fund 19,500 into a 401k as a pre-tax. And then they also have a mechanism, which is not part of the 401k that's post-tax. Yeah, and uh, what they're basically for they're they're basically facilitating savings. They're 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 taking after tax dollars and withholding it from your paycheck, as a way of uh, uh, forcing. You the think about it though; it's it's a lot like back um, in the '80s when they had those layaway plans for Christmas, let's say, where people would buy things and you'd you'd pay twenty dollars a month into you know whatever you were purchasing to then come December, you'd have a gift for whomever you were saving it for. You know, and if, if, if the withdrawal is easy enough, then it also makes it a great way for people to have an emergency reserve. Because I think if anyone has lost their jobs, they understand that the emergency reserve has been so valuable to these people during this, this layoff time. And without it, they, it, it, it could be, you know, really scary. And so I encourage you know, if UPS is doing that for their employees, that their employees take advantage of it, if of course they can. Um, what do you mean layaway plans are old? Uh, I, I use layaway plans right now. Okay, well then, that's good. <laughs> Who do you work with? Your your jeweler who's a hundred back in, in New no, York? No, <laughs> I, I do it with Santa with Santa Barbara Motors. When I when I want to buy a new car, I go there and I'll say. Uh, how much is this uh, Porsche? And they'll say, well, it's this. Then I'll say, okay, I'm going to put down $10 a week. And they say, fine. <laughs> it's a good way to get a car. Um, yeah, on that a Porsche, note, that, you, you, you wouldn't get that car before perhaps you're no longer on this planet. That's true. That's the downside. <laughs> that's the downside. But you don't have to pay insurance until you get the car. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSP, and we'll be right back. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite 
invite you to visit the kellymarshteam.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment alone. Equal housing opportunity. We can help him soothe that pain. Hi, I'm Eddie Taduri. I'm the founder of the Rhythmic Arts Project, or TRAP as it's better known. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the work we've been doing during this time of Corona. Our virtual classes have been reaching out and inspiring students around the world, as well as right here at home. Our primary objective is to promote the inclusion of people with different abilities, as well as their typical peers in all aspects of everyday life. Like everyone struggling to make ends meet in our nonprofit world, we depend on donations from folks like you. Please review the website at traplearning.org and give what you can. I'm very grateful. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending since 1988, a mortgage banker and direct lender that believes in providing in-depth loan consulting to its customers in a personalized and honest manner. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can reach out, uh, you can email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com, or you could call us at 805-564-1290. So we have with us today, Joe Parker, who is the co-founder and partner of the Santa Barbara Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And he has, he has started this, this um, partnership in 2001, and he is in the top 1% of national production at Berkshire Hathaway. So Joe, thanks so much for being here with us. We appreciate yeah. you taking the time. Thank you, Diane. So, Great to be here. So tell us, how did you get involved in real estate? Um, well, <clears throat> I'm born and raised here in Santa Barbara, and uh, after I graduated from UCSB, I uh, kicked around a few different sales jobs and eventually um, landed in a, uh, in a desk position, nine to five, and was, was let go, saying I had too much energy to be behind the desk. Or actually, she did offer me a position, in, and I think it was Pittsburgh as outside sales, and I'm born and raised in Santa Barbara, so... I got let go and I had 60 days severance, which I used to get my real estate license. I actually went back to, to waiting tables for a little while at the beginning of my real estate career. And then um, that was in 2001 and I've been selling ever since. And so being in Santa Barbara, that makes sense because this is the only place that I've ever lived where everyone is just smitten with real estate. You know, they talk about their homes, they talk about the houses they've seen, they talk about the price. Yeah. It's something that in any other part of the country, no one would say, oh, you just bought a new new house. How much did you pay for it? Did you get a good right. deal? Who'd you right. use? Yeah. So it, I, can, I can definitely see how that Santa Barbara um, love affair has started. So now what's going on in real estate right now? You know, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of factors out there with, with COVID-19, we we're right. seeing a, a lot of influx from the big cities trying to seek out a place that has more space and less people. What are you seeing in real estate? 
Yeah, Santa Barbara is definitely one of the winners in this whole COVID-19 um, world that we're living in now. And it's it's I'm hearing from other realtors I network with around the country that these little communities that are on the outskirts, like you said, the big cities are definitely winning right now. And it's because people want to get out. Um, you know, there's several factors driving it, but I think, um, you know, you can whittle it down to a foundation of low interest rates, right? That's really making the the accessibility of these higher prices much easier for people and making them energized. Um, and the market's really on fire here, probably as hot as it's been since I've been in the in the real estate business since 2001. And um, so it's it's interest rates. It's a big buying pool that is interested in buying much bigger than it was pre-COVID. Um, and we're getting this, not, it, it's local population. A lot of locals that were content with renting weathered quarantine in their little rental and looked around and decided they wanted to be buyers, um, that they want the security of owning something bigger. And we've got a lot of people um, from other areas eyeballing Santa Barbara as where they want to be. I mean, we always had that dynamic here. We always on the map um, around the world, around the country of where people who could be wherever they wanted to be, they would choose Santa Barbara but it's even more so now. So we just have a, a, a huge influx of buyers and the inventory continues to hedge in a downward direction. So classic supply and demand really pushing values up steeply. Um, in the last six months, we've seen trending values uh, outpacing what they've done in the last three or four years. It's been very modest over the last three or four years, you know, maybe four to 6% a year appreciation. I think in the last six months, we've seen 10 to 11, maybe 12% in some of the segments of our, of our local market. So really hot. It's very frustrating to be a buyer right now. And uh, sellers are feeling pretty powerful. Is that true across the board or is it just in a certain niche of prices? It's, it's just about true across the board. We're seeing the, the mega high end um, with tons of movement. We're getting on the uh, international stage with the Royals moving in and a, a lot of uh, celebrities moving, moving in more so than we already had. Um, so the cachet is kind of doubled down. So that high end is kind of going nuts. Um, basically, in any of the segments, when it's priced right and it's priced somewhat aggressively, it's going to get hammered with activity just about, um, you know, maybe not hammered in the 15 million and above, um, but definitely <laughs> if it's priced right, it will get something, you know, quickly. You don't have to wait long to sell it. Well, I've even heard stories that there have been, you know, a, a place listed I don't know for for under just under two million that got bid up to like two five be, just yeah. because there are so many people making offers and one upping each other. Yeah. Have you have I'm, you experienced that? Yeah, that's not to that extreme where it's like five hundred thousand over. Um, but recently, yeah, we had a buyer bidding on something that was one point nine, just under one point nine, and three days of marketing, it got five offers and went out uh, one hundred and fifty thousand over asking. So these types yeah, of things are happening. that's considerable money. It's really considerable. I mean, typically our over asking we were seeing, you know, before this was, was really unfolding, maybe, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 over asking. Now we're seeing 50,000, 70,000, over 100,000 over asking. And this is what we had been hearing was happening up in the Bay Area, which is cooled down now. But that was very typical up there to see, um, offers come in at a couple hundred over, over asking or more, you know, that up there, they would see those 500,000 over asking. It was built into their marketing strategy. And it, and it is becoming that way here too, where 
you could almost guarantee that you could take a marketing strategy of, and, and the marketing strategy is basically choosing a price for your home when you list it. And if you want the aggressive marketing strategy, you choose a lower price, which is scary for sellers, but ultimately it yields this really crazy emotional bid up experience. And you don't know where it's going to land. You know, you know really four, four or five years ago when the market was not doing particularly well uh, on the high end, uh, we had a guest on that was telling us the following, that uh, the problem is that older people that were able to afford large houses wanted to live downtown in smaller places. They want to live in apartments. They want to be able to walk to restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, was that just an excuse? I mean, obviously that's not necessarily true anymore. There are people bidding up these prices. Is, was, was that ever the case that there was a, a lack of people who could afford and would wanted bigger houses? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it was lack of affordability. It was just trending. It was the trends towards, um, more minimalist living, you know, instead of going for the 15,000 square foot place, they're content with 5,000 square feet in that market, you know? So I think that, that there was this kind of pullback of mega living, um, where you've got this gigantic estate, you know, with 10 bedrooms and, and 14 bathrooms. Um, I think that that just became that the, the, uh, the popularity of that was, was windling down and it, it, that could be transitioning now, now that, given quarantine, that's like, hey, you know, maybe all that extra space and having no one around me um, is actually feeling like a, a better idea once again. So it could be. Yeah, it back. depends on how many people in your house. Everyone needs right. their own bathroom. <laughs> right. Seriously. So, yeah, it, it, was, it seemed more of a yeah, there was that accessibility, you know, being close to everything was was popular. But I think people were just, you know, kind of looking around going, we only spend like we only use 2000 square feet of this huge place. What are we doing? And um, so. So now, how do you think the impact of these high prices in the real estate market is going to have on the ability for businesses to expand? Because as our real estate market continues to appreciate and becomes that much harder or that much further out of reach for the rest of, of the, the country, how do you think that's going to affect businesses that need to hire and attract new um, talent? Yeah, that's a moving target right now. Very um, an evolving situation with so many businesses getting a glimpse at a new model of how to run their business. You know, so I've got clients that recently bought and after COVID, you know, they, they work at Procore and their, their company's telling them, hey, if you like working remotely, you could continue to do so. And they decided to move to Florida and pay no income tax. Um, and so there's this interesting dynamic where that's going to definitely unfold and we don't know how it's going to play out, but the fundamentals will still exist that it's going to be very hard to recruit people here because of housing costs. Um, They're going to have to, you know, offer great compensation or um, some other way to, to attract them um, here and um, remote could be the way that it, that it goes. You know, they, they allow them to to live wherever they want and and work here. So these local businesses may be relying on remote, um, but yeah, it's always going to be a challenge. I don't know how to crack that code. And and so as a as a business owner yourself, what are what effects are you feeling in this COVID environment, and how has your um, your job really changed? Yeah, these, I think the fundamentals of how we do business not so much face to face interaction, no more open houses and that kind of thing. So we're not meeting people that way. So we're finding new ways to engage people, and that's. Um, one of the reasons for starting um, some of the um, online marketing and online interaction that we do now on social media and whatnot. 
Um, so it's really just kind of transitioning the way that we can engage and meet new people and uh, making sure that our exposure um, reaches people by having an online presence um, that's, um, you know, tells a little bit about us so people could get to know us on their computer or on their phone because we're not really meeting in person that much. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. Attention men under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk? You could kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And if you're just joining us, we have Joe Parker with us today, who's the co-founder and partner of the Santa Barbara Group at Berkshire Hathaway. So Joe, you, you had mentioned in the last segment talking that you have really transitioned to online marketing. So tell us what that is and, and what you do, because I think it's so unique and, and great for our community. Yeah, well, thanks. Um, so as far as like the real estate side of things go, uh, we're really heavy into promoting our listings with um, proper websites. Um, we're engaging our um, audience with videos about the listings we take, some really nicely professionally made videos where we take people on a tour through the property. So we make those um, in a way that really stands out, something different than the average real estate video or listing video. Um, so we're doing that. And then um, when, uh, when COVID hit back in March, um, I uh, created a Facebook group and this is not so much for real estate. This is more for the for the community. But it does keep me um, 
kind of keep a profile out in front of the community, you know, so there is a, a double edge to it, but this was really designed to help small businesses. It's called um, support Santa Barbara biz online. It's a Facebook group. And um, I just envisioned it as a place where local businesses could promote what they're doing to change in the, in the COVID environment, how they're having to pivot and what kind of um, offers they want to send out to their customers. Um, so a, a great kind of really super hyper local spot on Facebook for people of the community and business owners to interact and come together and really try to direct our local population to spend their dollars with our local businesses so that um, they could survive because it, it was clear that that we were going to head into something that was going to be very, very difficult for local businesses to survive and that they were going to have to transition. And I wanted to create a platform that would allow them to, to help do that with a little bit more exposure. And speaking of local businesses, the whole business of uh, real estate brokerage has changed uh, 15 years ago. Uh, you would have been a salesperson at Berkshire Hathaway. Now, in uh, in in the listing, it's the Santa Barbara Group, and in small letters, Berkshire Hathaway. So the the, the power has changed, where individual uh, successful producers become the marquee, and that shift in power um, has gone on for the last few years. How is, does that affect the actual consumer? I, you know, this is like inside the Beltway conversation. I don't think consumers mm -hmm. really have focused on that, but it, it probably has had a, a dramatic impact about how you recruit brokers, salespeople, and how you actually interface with the with a company like Berkshire. Yeah, you know, I think what it is, it's a lot of agents wanting to create a team, kind of create a business um, that's that's bigger than just themselves under the exposure and under the, the national recognition of a great brokerage like, like Berkshire Hathaway or where I'm at. So uh, the, uh, the idea when we were forming it was to do just that, kind of create a brand um, bigger than just the name of myself or my teammate or something like that, that would be recognizable um, and also couple it, pair it, you know, well with, with a great brokerage like Berkshire Hathaway. So yeah, I think it's just a way to um, produce a model for growth where you could bring other members in under that umbrella, under the larger umbrella um, of the brokerage to grow something and, and build something. And that was I also our think, yeah, and I also think that where our, our society has come is people used to take real solace in a big company name. You know, it's mm -hmm. the same in the financial services industry. People used to work with that company. So they'd work with Berkshire Hathaway. They'd work with the big names. Mm -hmm. Now, as, as, as we've come out of the 2008 debacle in the financial services and you start, people have started to trust the individuals more than that big conglomerate and business in general. And so I think that that's also very telling of how that's happened in the real estate market, because really as a consumer, you're doing business with Joe Parker, the, the real estate person who you're interfacing with right. more so than necessarily you even know what Berkshire Hathaway is even doing for you. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely is it. And, and, but a lot of them do really, really care about the brokerage as well. Like Berkshire Hathaway is hugely recognized and does bring a lot of comfort and um, that, that level of recognition. Um, brand recognition to the presentation when I'm talking with a client and to the seller who puts one of our signs out in front of their 
property when we list it. Um, it's just it's it's associating with another brand that that has a, a higher end feel, a more secure feel, a trustworthy um, feel to it. So, um, but it is you're exactly right. They're working with with Joe Parker, the realtor, and oh by the way, I come with this great backing of Berkshire Hathaway, and so they're both super important, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, so now when. Now, are you still doing seminars in some form? Are you doing um, virtual seminars? Yeah, so the, the seminars have kind of taken um, a sidetrack with, with COVID. We were doing some buyers workshops at companies and things like that to really help answer questions of potential buyers and, and help those companies to retain employees and understand how they could get them into the marketplace. Um, but that's definitely cooled off with COVID. So um, right now we've just transitioned to just making a lot of great video content, putting that out there on places like LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube, um, where we're going over the market, going over specific things about, um, getting into the market, answering questions about things like disclosures and pre-approvals and all this kind of stuff that the consumers may have questions about. And, um, and then we're also doing interviews and stuff with people. And so with that new marketing of, you know, a really high-end videos and, and websites, what has mm -hmm. that done to your cost structure? I've got to imagine it's increased it quite a bit in terms of what it costs you to market a property now. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, maybe doubled um, the, the costs on it to add this extra content, um, but definitely well worth it because it's something that sticks around. It has a long shelf life. You could reuse it to show, you know, examples of a meeting with a seller Here's a, a listing video we did. This is what you could expect if you hire us, you know, this type of marketing. So um, it, it, had, it has, and, and some other things have, have probably fallen off a little bit, some of the costs, but for the most part, it has been an increase. And I, I think the only things that maybe have fallen off is, you know, promoting open houses and things like that. And so for your clients, if you're representing a buyer as opposed to the seller, how mm -hmm. are you getting access to these properties? so that they can see them. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's by appointment now. And um, there's some uh, forms you have to sign before entering any property, some COVID forms from the California Association of Realtors. Um, so we just get those signs, send the listing agent, set up the appointment and, and go, go show it. So just a little bit, a few more layers of, uh, of uh, work to get into a property now. And in some cases, we even have to submit a pre-approval letter and proof of funds before we could get an appointment to get in. Now, it's are interesting you with 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 a, with a really hot market. A, a couple of uh, firms have dropped out. They came in like Douglas Elliman from New York, and mm -hmm. uh, they didn't make it because so much, I guess, of uh, the uh, the business is the relationships that people have, and just buying salespeople doesn't necessarily have to work. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, you got to have the right salespeople. The, I think the overhead will, will kill those, those smaller brokerages if they don't have the right people that are doing the business. Um, it has consolidated, it feels like. We've got a, we've got a lot here. Berkshire Hathaway is probably doing the best, um, you know, and there's, there's some others, but uh, it's, it's been tough on the smaller ones, I think, and the ones that are trying to make entry. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back. It's 
a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. Hi, I'm Kelly Clarkson, and I've toured the country dozens of times, and there's one thing every state has in common, childhood hunger. The sad truth is that 17 million kids don't know where their next meal is coming from or if it's even coming at all. Yet there are billions of pounds of surplus food around the country at farms and warehouses that could help end this injustice. But all that food is useless if it doesn't get where it needs to go. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. If you're just joining us, we have Joe Parker, who's the co-founder and partner of the Santa Barber Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services with us. And Joe, we have an email that had come in that says, Hi, Diane, could you ask your um, guest, Joe, is the buy and flip play over? Thanks, Sloan. Um, it's it's not over. It's still active, um, but you have to buy it right. That's where you're going to make the money. So you typically are going to have to network something, get some kind of inside scoop on something. If you're buying it retail right on the market through the MLS and the whole world knows about it, it's going to be hard to get it at a price that's going to make sense. Um, and then also... If you've got some built-in abilities to do the work or you've got the tradespeople working with you. So for the true professional that's embedded in the community, they're still doing it and they're finding success in it. But it all comes down to buying it right and uh, being able to control your costs so you're not paying retail for any of that. So now for somebody who's looking to buy and get the inside track, what would you rec- how would you recommend them doing that? Um, on, on a scenario of a flip, well, I mean, if, if you're, if you're looking to flip and you're trying to get the inside track on something, you know, you're just going to have to be shaking the trees, talking to people, you know, driving neighborhoods, looking for houses that look beat up and seeing if you could strike up a conversation and get the owner to trust you and sell it to you, um, honestly, or have a, a great network of, of agents, you know, like myself that can maybe, um, bring you something that, that would work and it just so happens that the seller wants to do a quick, easy deal, you know, because usually 
the flipper investor, what the value they're going to bring a seller is a very quick, easy sale. You know, they'll be like, I'll give you cash. I'll close in one week as is. Don't do a thing. You can leave as much stuff in the house as you want. Just whatever. Make it super easy for you. I just need to get it at the right price. So it's, it's very, very hard. And how you know, often do you, do you get a, a seller that wants that over top dollar? Very rare, very rare. But there are circumstances where they're just like, hey, I need to be done with this. I don't want to, I don't want to deal. I'm happy with that number. Let's do it. So it does happen. Yeah. I think my, my, uh, my business partner, Garrett, has got one right now that that happened. So it does happen. And so to, to transition gears um, a little bit is how much are you seeing these ridiculously low interest rates play on, on setting the home price? Well, it's definitely um, the engine underneath this this market that's that's thriving and and heading in an upward direction. I think because um, it's enabling buyers to get very aggressive um, after they've missed out two or three times on a home. That buyer is fed up with shopping and they're ready to drop the hammer on the next one that comes in, and so they're that tip of the spear of these offers that come in for that seller. And they do the math on adding an extra 30 or $40,000 to their offer. And they see that it's going to cost them, you know, what, 60, $70 a month. They're like, okay, I won't eat out one more time this month and I'll get this and I'll be done looking done. I'll do it. And when this happens over and over again, you just get this incremental quick rise in pricing. And all this is fueled by, it's, it's not going to cost you that much to throw some extra money at this, at this offer because interest rates are so low. And so uh, from the, from the seller's point of view, does that make them, you know, uh, mark the price higher because there are, there's so much more uh, it, potential activity available? It does, but usually it's based on the, the recent sales around them, which each one will probably be higher than the last in this market. So they'll be looking at recent sales that are setting new records. And so then maybe they'll hedge a light slightly higher, you know, depending on the marketing strategy they choose to take, because it's all about, we talk to them, this, these are your options and, and this is what you could expect. And it's all about choosing a price and you could go a little bit higher than the last one that sold a little bit lower and what to expect in those situations. So, but yeah, ultimately um, it is allowing the sellers to reach a little bit higher because the trend is each one's going for more and more and more. So when you're looking at, at the MLS and you're seeing in this environment where you're only seeing houses, you know, basically hit the market and, and be pending within two or three days, when you see these houses that are slashing their price, why is that? And what's going on there? It's typically they started off at the wrong price, even though this market is hot, you can overprice it and the market knows value right now. They're very attuned to values. So they have no problem stepping up and getting frenzied over an underprice and paying too much for it in the heat of the passion of trying to get it. But if you start way high, they're going to, they're going to ignore you. Basically it's a slap to the face to them. They already know that they're paying premium. And then here you are trying to get even more premium. So, you know, it really works against them. So that's the biggest mistake a lot of sellers make. They see this market and they're like, you can put any price on it and you'll get it. Well, that's not it at all. Um, that will definitely hurt you. So if you miss it, you know, you will sit there and then you languish. You know, if you're on the market for 30 days in this market, something's wrong with your home. The market seems to think that there's a stigma there that, um, you know, well, no one else wants it. I don't want to be the sucker to buy it. 
right? And so then it's like, oh, this whole psychology kicks in. So it's really probably they hit the wrong price. And the other thing that's happening is most people are wanting the turnkey properties. So if you haven't fixed up your home and made it nice, you know, update it a little bit, give it fresh carpet, fresh paint, fresh flooring, um, spruce up the exterior, the curb appeal, the lawn, the landscape. If you haven't done these things, um, or if you've got some kind of negative, like you're on a really busy street or, you know, just something funky about it, you got to be a little bit careful about the pricing and not get that, that kind of overzealous, I could put any price on it because it's a Santa Barbara property. Now you got to dive down and, and we're really good at, at recognizing if there's going to be some perceived, you know, value flaw on it and not to let our sellers fall into that trap of overpricing and sliding down and, and chasing it, chasing it down at that point. Give it, talk about pricing. How accurate do you find the computer logarithms like Zillow? Uh, are they close or are they always uh, far apart? I mean, do you ever, uh, have you ever looked at that versus what you think the prices should be? Yeah, I always consult that as a as a um, a bit of information, a bit of evidence to try to put in there. Not only um, mainly because I know that that's what the the consumers are looking at, and I want to be um, aware of what they're seeing. Um, I find that there can be some accuracy to it, but it could be way off as well. So it's not a cut and dry answer. It's it's a lot about what's transpired around that property as far as sales, and also. If a property is located in an area that's very close to something that's totally off value of it, like you've got some areas of the east side over by the Montecito Country Club, where right above it is going to be pulled into the algorithm and it's going to skew the values. So there's some um, a little bit of locationality that that goes into it as well that, that you got to be aware of. But, um, you know, it, it can be a decent um, valuator, but I definitely would not trust it. And if it seems off, there is probably something wrong with, with the automatic value that pulled on it. You mean when I look at Zillow, when it, the price goes up dramatically one day, I shouldn't go out to dinner? I mean, I still would go out to dinner, but, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't count on that price. Yeah, but I have to eat outside, so I think I'll stay home. Uh, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSP. We'll be right back with our final segment. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the kellymarshteam.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. 
opportunity. Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. As Californians, we know that an earthquake can strike at any time. Having a plan on what to do when the shaking starts is vital. The only thing better would be to also receive an alert that the shaking is coming. Earthquake experts and public safety officials in California are developing an earthquake early warning system. Even a few seconds of notice could allow you to take action. For more information on the future of earthquake early warning, go to calalerts.org. Sponsored by the California Governor's Office of Emergency Services, aired by the California Broadcasters. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So, Joe, you've been so great in talking about the various pricing. How much of a discount would you associate with a property that has started a demolition and or started to a renovation project and it hasn't really gotten... Um, all the way through, what, right. what happens there? There is no curb appeal. There's no landscape yet, that type of property. Yeah, it, it, it can really be um, subjective on the locations and all these other things, but where it's really going to hurt, and it could be as, as much as a, a 10, 20, 30% devaluator um, if you're trying to sell it halfway done. A lot of it comes down to the financeability of it. Um, things that are missing a kitchen, homes that are missing a kitchen are partially demoed. Um, become very difficult to do traditional lending on. So you might be faced with attracting cash buyers only, which limits your pool. And then, you know, you're going to lose a lot of leverage as a seller. Is there any pressure on, on brokerage fees today? Brokerage fees always has pressure. It seems like um, you definitely have to show the value you're going to bring as, as a listing agent. Um, but it's not tremendous here. And, and so, you know, how do you go about helping your, your sellers um, price their, their um, homes? Yeah, so what we do is, is basically, you know, bring our market knowledge to the table and, and so that they can utilize that, our experience, our understanding of the inventory, our understanding of sales that have happened, what they've sold for. So we bring all that, that information and that knowledge to the table. Um, and then really help advise them on the best bang for their buck on investing and getting their home ready for the market. So we'll be able to um, let them know where, if they have a certain budget, where they should spend that money in order to get their home ready and also bring in other options. Maybe they don't have any money to spend. We have options to help them renovate their home without having to spend their own money and they could pay for it on the back end. So we have a bunch of options we utilize um, all those by taking a, a, an overview through a consultation with a potential seller and then use our, our um, experience to, to guide them through based on their particular situation in their home. So if someone's listening and they're, they're thinking about moving for one reason or another and they need to or would like to reach out for a consultation with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? It's going to be through my cell phone, call or text, really. Um, that's the best way to reach me. 
and you, you, I'm pretty easy to find, you know, if you, Joe Parker in Santa Barbara, I, I'm not, um, you know, invisible out there. I put a ton of stuff online. So that's really the best way. Um, email is pretty good too, but it seems like so much stuff goes into junk, especially from new people. I hate it when that happens. Um, but yeah. And so what phone. is your cell phone number? Oh yeah. That's a uh, 805-886-5735. And will you say that one more time? Yeah. 805-886-5735. 5735. Feel free to call me, text me anytime with any questions. Consultations always always free. Um, no pressure. We're just here to, you know, lend any kind of assistance we can to anybody with questions or um, ideas of what they want to do. And do you do you work the um, entire range of the market as well as geographical location? Yeah, I mean we're we're basically honing in uh, the south coast of Santa Barbara County. So from the top reaches of Goleta all the way through Carpinteria with a main focus on Santa Barbara proper, but we definitely have uh, sales and comfort level in, in all the South coast of Santa Barbara County. Well, the, the, probably the best way for you to increase your sales would be to find someplace nicer than Santa Barbara. So people would have a reason to move. <laughs> Good luck on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. Yeah. Not a lot of people want to move. That's definitely uh, what's driving prices up low inventory. Yeah, what people, you know, the people, it's funny because people look and say, I could get X for my house, but I don't, there's no place I want to go. Right. Where am I going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and moving in Santa Barbara, why would I want to increase my property tax potentially? And, you know, there's lots of, lots of reasons why people are staying put and causing uh, prices to soar. Now they can transfer their property taxes within the city if they are over the age of 59, right? That's right. One time, buy something equal or lesser value in the whole county. That's yeah. and that's a real perk for once you've once you've crossed crossed over that threshold for sure. Yeah, a lot of people take advantage of that, but yeah, you got to buy something of equal or lesser value, and sometimes they're better off and they want to increase their situation a little bit. So, so well, Joe, like, thank thank you, thank you so much. Uh, it's been very informative. I don't even want to sell, but I think I'm going to sell because you're such a nice guy. <laughs> Uh, you've been listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. It's 3.30.